This is the evening edition of the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Wednesday, January 26th of 2022. I'm your host, Rich Grimshaw, putting the P in podcasting through relentless daily practice on my road to podcasting glory. And it's good to be here practicing my podcasting skills. Thank you for being here with me on my journey to complete 365 consecutive daily podcast episodes, a journey that I began 339 days ago on February the 20th of 2021. You can find all of these 338 environmentally friendly, ethically sourced, and 100% sustainable podcast episodes over at the website dailypodcastpractice.com. This podcast is made possible by Wikipedia. No, they don't sponsor it, but they make it possible because without them, I could not do this gig. It's a vital part of my daily podcasting routine and, quite frankly, my daily life on the interwebs outside of the podcast. And because of that, I support Wikipedia with a modest financial contribution every year. And if you find yourself visiting Wikipedia often then please consider making a contribution of your own. According to the Webmeisters over at nationaltoday.com, today is Lotus 123 Day. <laughs> wow, that is a blast from the past. I haven't heard a reference to that software in 20 years, maybe? I don't know. For the children in the audience, Lotus 123 was, or maybe is, a spreadsheet program. And as we know from the history of personal computers, the spreadsheet is what made personal computers a must-have appliance in business. The first spreadsheet was VisiCalc, and it was responsible single-handedly for perhaps hundreds of thousands, maybe more, of the Apple II computer purchases. And that's how important that, that software was. And one of the developers of that was a guy named Mitch Caper. Okay, remember that name. VisiCalc was released in 1979, and and it made number crunching for the very first time a, an easy thing to do. And and like I said, business people went to the Apple store, to the computer store, and bought the Apple IIs just so that they could get access to VisiCalc because it just simplified things so much. A few years later, 1982, Mitch Kapor and another guy, Jonathan Sachs, launched the Lotus Development Corporation, and they developed a spreadsheet not for the Apple, but for the IBM PC. And their spreadsheet didn't just crunch numbers, but they also had graphics, and they called it Lotus 123, a three-in-one tool that combined the power of a spreadsheet and charting and basic database functions, hence the name Lotus123. And it was launched on January 26, and that's why today is National Lotus123 Day. You probably figured that out already. So while Lotus123 was similar to VisiCalc, it was faster. It had a lot more features and let people just do more stuff with it. It was a more versatile tool, so it became the market leader. But you know what? Just a year after it was introduced, it was no longer number one. It was dethroned by Microsoft Excel, and it was kind of downhill from there. 
But boy, I remember those days. It was the wild west frontier of software for the personal computers. There were lots of choices for spreadsheets and database programs and word processors, and it wasn't really clear who the leader was. They were duking it out. And I, I can't describe that, but but I can feel it. I can just put myself back in those days reading the PC magazines and trying to make sense of everything. Then it was nothing like what it is today. And I, I kind of miss those days. I have a certain nostalgia for them. Yeah, I can I can bring myself way back. So anyhow, happy Lotus 1-2-3 day, y'all. Go out and celebrate. On this day in 1784, that's a few years ago, Ben Franklin, Benjamin Franklin, expressed his unhappiness over the eagle being chosen as America's symbol. Oh, Benny, 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 you lost on that one, buddy. His thoughts were captured in a letter to his daughter about it, and I think the daughter was written on this day. According to the website GratefulAmericanFoundation.com, this is what he said in the letter. For my own part, I wish the bald eagle had not been chosen the representative of our country. He is a bird of bad, moral character. He does not get his living honestly. You may have seen him perched on some dead tree near the river, where, too lazy to fish for himself, he watches the labor of the fishing hawk. And when that diligent bird has at length taken the fish, and is bearing it to his nest for the support of his mate and young ones, the bald eagle pursues him and takes it from him. With all this injustice, he is never in good case, but like those among men who live by sharping and robbing, he is generally poor and often very lousy. Besides, he is a rank coward. The little kingbird, not bigger than a sparrow, attacks him boldly and drives him out of the district. He is, therefore, by no means a proper emblem for the brave and honest citizenry of America who have driven all the kingbirds from our country. I am, on this account, not displeased that the figure is not known as the bald eagle, but looks more like a turkey. For the truth, the turkey is, in comparison, a much more respectable bird, and withal a true original native of America— he is besides, though a little vain and silly, a bird of courage, and would not hesitate to attack a grenadier of the British guards who should presume to invade his farmyard with a red coat on. End of letter. <laughs> Go for it, Ben. <laughs> but, you know, I just have to wonder, if Ben Franklin got his way and the turkey was the emblem of our country, would would we be eating eagle on Thanksgiving? Heck, I don't know. <laughs> Born on this day in 1934 in New Orleans, Louisiana, American rhythm and blues pianist Huey Piano Smith. This is the guy that wrote Rockin' Pneumonia and the Boogie Woogie Flu, so you know he's good. Huey wrote, catch this now, Huey wrote his first song, Robertson Street Boogie, which is named after the street where he lived, on the piano, when he was eight years old. <laughs> Heck, I didn't know where middle C was on the piano when I was eight years old. When he was 15, he began working in clubs. 15 years old. 
and he started recording with a partner named Eddie Jones, who then got to be very famous as Guitar Slim, which is a name we've heard on this podcast before. Huey turned 18 in 1952, and he signed a record contract with Savoy Records. He, boy, he got an early start. I don't know where he's living today or what he's doing, but he's still alive and kicking. So, happy 88th birthday, Huey. Keep on rocking, buddy. You know, we haven't taken a question in a long time, so let's do that. Let's throw a dart and uh, take a question from 350 stupid questions to ask. Okay, here's our dart pick number 167, and the question is, what's the most awkward thing that happens to you on a regular basis? Well, I show up. That's kind of (laughs) awkward. I talk about the weather. That can be awkward. Oh, speaking of talking and having conversations, uh, names is a big problem for me. Recalling people's names. Now, I know people's names, but it's recalling them that that is uh, it's embarrassing. It's awkward. It's terrible. I'm on Zoom calls and I want to call people by name when there's more than four or five people. And I know who they are, but I can't remember their name. It's terrible. It's old people's disease. You know, that stuff is in there somewhere, but I just can't bring it out. And and here's another thing. Recognizing people out of context. So if I know a lot of people because they're at church on Sunday and they're part of the congregation and I know who they are, that's one thing. But if I meet them in a place where I don't expect them say, out on the hiking trail in North Georgia somewhere, I may not know who the heck they are. Usually, if it's in a local grocery store or Home Depot or the the sandwich shop, I'll recognize them. But if it's like way out of context, it just might blow right past me and I, I wouldn't know it. And even if I would recognize them, heck, coming up with their name could be just terrible. And I hate that. I just really hate it. It's it's awkward. And I try to work through it, but I, I don't know. I, I just think it's part of getting older. So far, I recall my own name and the, the name of my spouse, my wife of 45 years, Jan, and the name of my relatives. <laughs> but other people, not so much. So if I ever see you in a situation and I don't recall your name, please know that I'm trying and it's not because I don't respect or love you. It's just because I'm a an old man. <laughs> That's all it is. Okay, that is all for today. But I leave you with this thought from Ben Franklin, who said, I wake up every morning at nine and grab for the morning paper. Then I look at the obituary page. If my name isn't on it, I get up. <laughs> I like that. I especially... Like that part about getting up at nine. That's I'm all for getting up at nine. That's all for today. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up in this old copy of uh, Poor Richard's Almanac and stick a fork in it because it's done. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. <laughs>